1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Welcome to the 20MT podcast. The M stands for mayonnaise. Nice. Yeah. Melly, do they make that shirt in a size that fits you? Yes. <laughs>
3: Twenty Minute Tim's flagship podcast episode three hundred and thirteen. I'm the host Jamie. joined by Melly and Stephen, and this one's going to be a belter. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? guys? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Martin Melly, how was your
4: how was your weekend? Oh, lovely weekend had by all part from Bales, It was a tremendous one. <laughs> Celtic beat the world's most successful club. Mm. We've got the second most successful club coming to town tomorrow. What a week to be a Celtic fan, Stephen! Some
3: podcasts just sort themselves out, and hopefully this week is going to be one of those.
2: Uh, just a stream of consciousness, really, just from start to finish. It's very div- similar to the nine 0 game mm-hmm. that we had a couple or last week. Very difficult just to know where to start. The main difficulty in talking about a game such as that that was so enjoyable from start to finish is just gathering your thoughts into something coherent because there's so much we want to say, guys. I can
3: already tell you right off the rip what my favourite thing is, Stephen. This is my favourite thing. It's the emotional damage (laughs) that a victory like that does to Rangers, their fans and the football club because as I tweeted on Twitter, those ones are the best. Those reality best checks. Best place to tweet as well. Uh, well yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, I've tried other places, it doesn't work. Um, those ones are the best. The, the the reality checks. They get gassed up. Ah, you sneak into a European final. Ah, you beat PSV. Ah, you do your wee bits and bobs. But when you come to Celtic Park, when Celtic come to town, we remind you exactly... Best, you best come correct. Yes. We remind you exactly where you fit in the grand scheme of things and merely where is it?
4: Second place.
3: Second place. <laughs> Stephen, they are second place by five points. Jota. Was asked uh, post match, "Do you think this is a good lead?" Does this? It? And he told them to chill. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think we will be chilling
2: on five points? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's not what it's for. We're no. going to get absolutely carried away. We're <laughs> to start running our mouths <sighs> no. like absolute maverick renegades here. I will. There will be no chill. Strictly no chill. They, they were rotten.
3: Yeah. Rangers were absolutely rotten. I was. Um, I was. I was surprised we did the pre match, melee at the, at the match podcast, patreon.com/slash 20minute Tim's. We did the pre match, and I thought, you know, th- there's nothing about this Rangers team that frightens me, but I didn't think we would just gallop right over the top of them the way we did.
4: No, we've had that before where you're kind of thinking, look, maybe past that now, in these games are all tight. They were pretty tight last year, mm. bar the one. Coming into this one, we all thought, oh, look, this is it. You called it uh, Lennox Lewis v Mike Tyson, mm. the big one. And going up to the game, you're like, look, I was confident as well, but quietly confident because I think I don't think many teams can live with Celtic uh, right now. But I didn't expect that. And see if I'm brutally honest. Celtic could have played much better I, I still believe that if Kyogo was on the pitch that might have been a few more because we played better football with him on it Jack Mack has come on and done brilliant but I thought Celtic had other levels to go up and I'm all for it because look we've got bigger fish to fry no, Let, let's could. calm it down in the second half we got Real Madrid on Tuesday <laughs> once it was Lennox
2: Lewis versus Butterbean never Mike Tyson <laughs> <laughs> Lennox Lewis versus a kangaroo <laughs> uh, boxing <laughs> is what it was never mind, Mike Tyson <laughs> no, no, just brilliant absolutely brilliant again like, jokes aside, st- strutting aside mm-hmm. that we've done so far in this podcast, it's going to be very, very difficult on here to not just get carried away and start shooting my mouth off because that's what, that's basically what the Celtic team does to me oh. and does to basically the fan base and with good reason. That was a tremendous performance and Fluk, they, they were terrible, right? But they did get, look, get to a, a European final and all that but Celtic made them look terrible. Yep. Celtic made them look completely ordinary. So when you do stack up their performances in Europe, you think, well, they must be some sort of good mm-hmm. team, but they can't match up to Celtic at all. They, I've gotten to the point, one of my favourite things from the weekend, right? One of my favourite things, and it was already happening immediately after the game, including some of the pundits with Chris Boyd and all that, they're immediately looking at Alan McGregor sitting on yeah. the bench thinking, there he is, there's the saviour. And I, I couldn't be happier about that, right? Because that is, they've gone fully into steady the ship oh, mode. Oh, early doors. And I don't mean steady the ship as in, right, let's regroup, let's re, refocus our efforts, let's think about our tactics. It really is just where's our Rangers fan? Where's yes. a hundred? How can we get our Rangers fans in to steady the ship to, to somebody who gets it, somebody mm. who doesn't come onto the pitch and bless themselves? We need to get the team full of these guys again. That's the mode that
3: they've gone but into. Because a lot of the fans, that is the fan sentiment online. They sort of revert into this. Uh, look, I can understand the calls now to get Alan McGregor back in because <laughs> McLaughlin was abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. I think he was at fault for two, at least... Three of the goals in the end Or not at fault That makes it sound like he caused them He definitely caused one melee But Rangers obviously Without being able to live with you You want your goalkeeper to do better than that But see when you look across the whole Rangers team And this is a thing that we spoke about pre-match as well When you go man for man Celtic player v Rangers player Now I did notice Wasn't there too many combined 11s going about Before the game this <laughs> week Wasn't there? There wasn't too many of those combined 11s Right? There's just At the back Carter Vickers just tower he, this is the first game I saw Carter Vickers make a mistake and they yeah. get booked for it
2: do you know what it's so rare that I actually remember the one mm. that you're talking about because it was so jarring to me as well it was the one mistake in the last season and a bit yeah. in midfield McGregor is better than
3: anything they've got yeah. Hatati better than anything they've got O'Reilly different planet <sighs> different Aye. planet as a footballer Jota is what Ryan, they pretend Ryan Kent is I think oh, you said hunnish. that in the pre-match And someone tweeted they, "They How they can possibly think Ryan Kent's a good footballer When they see a performance like Jota N- No contest, no competition John Lundstrom Sat in his bedroom Watching Scott Brown videos last season And thought <laughs> I'm going to copy that But he's nowhere near the footballer Scott Brown was So he just runs about Kicking people Staring and Staring and looking angry They've got nothing that team have got nothing and they're going to finish double points behind us this season. I'm at double double figure points, I'm convinced by it, because that was a, a miserable display. And we were talking about it before we turned the mics on. We are just on a different footballing planet no, for no. everybody else in this country now. And to do that to Rangers and we said Rangers are a strong team. There's yeah, no denying yeah. they've got Rangers can, if they want to, set up in a way that gets them positive results against strong teams, but even the basics against us, those quick throws, quick free kicks, caught them off guard. That's our thing. That's what we do. And they couldn't even do the basics. Well, I want to hear more from Jamie. Yeah, yeah your- no, I thought I'd say this. Right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Said a lot of things there, but it also just Aye, not quite thought- enough.
3: Aye, well, you thought this was Mike Tyson v Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson v Huey Lewis. <laughs> Re- reference for the kids. <laughs> there. That's like great reference. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely phenomenal. I loved every minute of it, and I want to play Rangers every week. Yeah, would thought-
2: oh, be great. Where do you even start with that? Ryan Kent, right? Ryan Kent is a guy who made his entire name off of skinning a completely and utterly finished Scott Brown and Mikhail Lustig Estoy- a couple of seasons yeah. ago and has now been basically reduced to doing like step overs on the halfway line and he, I mean he's got nice touches he's one of these players where you think do you know what quite aesthetically pleasing to watch play football but it creates absolutely nothing if Giovanni Brown-Bronkers had anything about him he would have gone remember we've talked many times about how Neil Lennon right the 10 in a row season was disastrous right mm-hmm. but in fairness the keeping of the players far too long was nothing to do with him. He actively wanted rid of these guys. He thought it was the best best thing to move them on. If Van Bronckhorst had anything about me, they have been into Rangers in the summer there and saying Morelos, Kent, all these guys that have been here far too long, get rid of them. they yep. you know they're stuck with them. They're on the last year of their contract and just winding down the clock it's for quite
3: them. Quite ironic that in Tip Fini Lennon, a, a man who historically struggles to let go of players, <laughs> <laughs> he just brought Gary Hooper over to <laughs> Cyprus. So when they went to the Celtic, well did he get rid of all these guys? They must have been going, you feel alright? <laughs> no, he can not mean it.
2: Maybe the contact was already there from his next club, and yeah. he wanted to sell them directly. Oh, to them they're sell just, them
3: to uh, Omonia uh, <laughs> hey, Melly how, how do you want? Does she want to go through the Celtic team, man for man? Do you want to go goal for goal? Do you want to go through the Rangers? team and just have a right old laugh at how pathetic each of them are every single yes. thing you've just <laughs> aye, said aye. okay so we start with John McLaughlin guy's not at it at all mm. I, I don't know what Rangers do about this goalkeeping situation because they've got McGregor there who's 40 John McLaughlin who I think is 35 or 36 this week yeah. both of them are rotten you know McGregor was on the way out they kept him obviously to be backup goalkeeper thinking that McLaughlin could step in and the guy kind of keep it out of the net right so take your pick both useless James Tavernier washed up <laughs> what you've been I don't know how long you've been at Rangers I think you just signed on your contract that reeks of a uh, cowardness he doesn't want to go anywhere uh, else trying, do you so. a bit
4: about everybody patching him
3: oh yeah well, well, over on the side of the, the pitch where I was sitting in the first half I just saw James Tavernier just shouting to Goldson well do this do that and people just go like that. he was shouting up to that <laughs> Tilleman who was hiding for the majority of the game Make yourself available And tell them Just like I bother you like, <laughs> Shut up I'm getting my arse felt up here You want to swap Substitute teacher vibes uh, isn't Yeah it? Right? And then you've got Connor Goldson Ball watcher uh, Sans Asking for Jota's shirt After oh. the game Did that
2: actually happen Saturday, <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, 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 oh Yeah that happened It was on Well it, There was rumours right, It was rumours that happened But see if you see The sports scene highlights he does go up to him after the game, and Joe again says, "Oh, I'll get you in there, mate."
2: <laughs> that really is. It's that uh, the thick of it scene where Malcolm comes into the office, just so.
3: Barisic, right? This is turning just me, by the way. I feel <laughs> like you Barisic. Celtic's tactic for a lot of the game was: don't press the Rangers centre halves, don't press Tavernier. Wait till they give the ball to Barisic and go and take it off, him because he's a massive shape back, and, <laughs> and, it, and, and it worked. You go into midfield, Lundstrom, Davis. Kamara. Kamara, they yeah. brought the Kamara back for the year twenty twenty one to play. <laughs> uh, Melly, help me out here.
4: The Rangers were abject, but again, it's because Celtic was so, so good. good. Mm. And this is why I kind of tempered that big physical midfielder. Now tons out and said he didn't want one, and he went and got one. Mm. So he's made fools of us again. But when you look at that, Celtic just need to play better football than them with better footballers. And again, Rangers, we got. By them in a semi final and there was a lot made. We need somebody physical in there. We just need to play better. Yeah. We didn't. We didn't show up like we should have that day. And when you look at that, Rangers fans will be coming out saying we need better players in midfield and lumps because three defensive midfielders in there. You just knew what Rangers were going to do. They were going to try and soak it up and hope yeah, the game of the scruff of the neck. I mean, yeah. That's what they were trying to do and just hope that Tillman and Kent and try to get it to Jolak on the counter and like, that's fine, but. This is Celtic you're up against. You know what they're going to do and we're, we're really good at it. We are really good at what we do and when you see the Celtic midfield that Atati was brilliant, they put Kamara on McGregor, which is fine, but Carl McGregor will not get the plaudits because the other two mm. midfielders were Incredible but the amount of runs he made to drag Kamara away, creating space for the 2 was absolutely incredible from the guy. And then Matt O'Reilly with one of the best midfield performances I've ever seen in a Celtic V-Rangers game. He was utterly impeccable everywhere. They couldn't live with it. Celtic pressed them in a sort of 4-2-4 and the, they didn't know what to do. The passing out was terrible. Mm. Celtic just got the ball and was just so clinical. Just right on them and pounced on every single mistake they made. And again, they froze in the cauldron that is Celtic Park again. We've seen it last season and they've done it this season and they can't love us. Well, if we must wrestle back some sort of structure to this, mm. so it'd just rain it in ever so slightly.
2: Let's go back to Rangers, guys, yeah. <laughs> if we, before we move on entirely. the day, gumdrops. Because <laughs> it's fun. Something I noticed about them during the game, and I'm not the only one because I, I had a few messages and all that after the game as well, from guys guys who don't support either team. We were talking about the weird thing they were doing from goal kicks. Oh, aye. I can't get my head around it. Now, what they were doing... And Melly, you've spoken in the past about how... See if you notice something that's going on in a game, you'll just dedicate a couple of minutes to just counting that, right? So you'll just focus on that. There was one point where Rangers took a goal kick and it took them seven passes to leave their own box. Mm. Right? There's nothing inherently wrong with that because there's, there are obvious benefits to keeping the ball and playing out from the back. But seven passes, is a lot in your own box only to, for it to end up out wide and for them to hoof it down the line anyway. But why it took seven passes is because from goal kicks, they were having a centre-half take the, take the kick, mm. but they were taking it to the keeper. Mm-hmm. So they were going from Goldson to the keeper, and then the keeper was going keeper to <coughs> Goldson or keeper to Sands. Like, why, why is that the wrong way around? If you contrast that with Celtic, right, what happens at a goal kick from Celtic is a ball boy throws it straight to Joe Hart. Joe Hart takes it immediately to a, a player who is leaving the box. Mm-hmm. So the entire object there is that Joe Hart has it for as little time as possible and Celtic are already on the break. So why? Are, why are Rangers taking the opposite? Is it just to deliberately slow the game down?
3: Uh, well, I think I know why. I think it's, to encourage us to press, yes, well, to I, pull us out of shape, and then they can maybe find a way out of it.
2: That's I was thinking that, right, because I remember Sarri's Chelsea did that quite often with David Luiz. They would pass to him quite deep, so maybe even on the goal line, not the literal goal line, mm. but beside the goal. Pass to him, and he would invite players onto him, and he would just turn and give it to Jorginho. He would pivot away, and all of a sudden, they've, they've broken away. <laughs> but essentially, here, you need good players to be able to do yes. that you kind of be using John McLaughlin as part of as the the crucial part of that he's touching the ball two and three times before it's even left the box at all I mean again even at that why wouldn't you just do it the other way around why wouldn't you just have your keeper take it to the centre half rather than the other way around that's that's a backward step to go forward I don't
3: know if one, if what they anticipated was one, one of our pressing triggers was I don't know when Goldson gets the ball yeah. and we automatically just have to press him at that point so they're like trying to initiate that press quicker than we should the one thing that was peculiar to me about Rangers approach to the game and we will got on to Celtic but it's always good to have a laugh um, <laughs> the one thing that was peculiar to me about Rangers approach to the game one they came up with a creative way to stop Joe Hart's quick by kicks and that was to stand in the box and collect the ball like Carfield yeah. did which you can't do but Rangers uh, the Rangers TV commentary guy went well I think
2: Scott Arfield had a good case there. Scott Celtic uh, protected what? again. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, one he missed. Aye, and two you're not allowed to do it. Never ever let it be forgotten that despite the fact that wouldn't have counted anyway, he missed. He missed, he missed. He missed from twelve yards of was, Aye, <laughs> and
3: then and then another thing that I found peculiar was so this this quick restart that Celtic have absolutely nailed, and it's it's like one of the three or four tent posts of our game, what the way we approach the game, we get the ball back in play quick. Rangers then thought, right, well, we, what we are going to do is slow the game down, right? But I thought to myself, is that not also playing it in the Celtics favour? Because if mm. we are quick, quick, quick all the time, the only time we get a chance to rest is when you've got a throw in or you've got a free kick and you're giving us more time. Would it would, would it not have helped if they went right? We'll play Celtic Get their own game. Obviously, no, because they're incapable. And even if they did, Melly, they still would have got spanked.
4: They would have I think they were on it uh, on Saturday there. And going into the game, you know, I thought Keogho going to have have his game. The day he's not had it against them yet, and then for him to go off injured. What he'll... did you make of the challenge? I think it was nothing in it to be yeah, honest. I think
3: it was more the way he fell, wasn't it? I did not think he it even wasn't It was a challenge. He did try and hurt him, but he was unsuccessful in trying to hurt him, and then he, he sort of injured himself. To
2: be honest, I can't, for life, I can't really work out what did happen. No, I it's unclear as to what. He didn't fall awkwardly on his arm. He mm. stayed on his feet. He just he just grabbed his arm as if something had maybe just like pulled on it or yeah. like, But I can't from the replays. I can't work out what it is that happened to Kyogo. And he further did himself damage by celebrating yeah. at the end. Even you know, what, as funny as that was when he decked it, Joe Hart was over.
4: Telling mm-hmm. him, by the way, you better wrap that. you an absolute in yeah. if you're missing for the next couple of games because of this nonsense. But Celtic were flying and it's that early goal, isn't it? Again, we set the tempo for these games and the Rangers aren't going to try and match that. like Playing three defensive midfielders, right, okay, but where's your out ball? Is that um, mad? Famous rant. The famous yeah. rant was that, that there was no out ball. It seemed to me like it was get the ball out wide to our full backs and... Put the balls in and hopefully Cholak gets a header. They'd one chance at that. The only thing they tried to do to stop us playing the quickly was not taking any shots, so we didn't have any goal kicks. They yep. had zero shots on target till the 89th minute. Again, sheer dominance from Celtic. They were barely getting into our box apart from a couple of crosses. But Celtic were just relentless in the first half. That they got to half time. It was getting closer to half time. We were one-nil up. And it was sort of felt like the three-nil game because Celtic blew them away that first half but the two goals were after the 40th minute it was 1-0 and then it was kind of the same in this the goals were coming later and later but at half time I was like there is no way Celtic can keep up this intensity, it was ferocious, we were everywhere, every time we got the ball, quickly, every time we got a free kick, pass, down, go, and you're looking at Rangers players, they don't even have a chance to moan and weed away, mm. so they're constantly chasing themselves, and Celtic know exactly what they're doing, because they've got their system, they've got their structure, and this is how it goes, and everybody knows that they're going to do this quick free one, these free kicks are even, Gazange, when he first came in, the video came back again, even if you're over the other side you're still involved mm. and Celtic now have the guys like Hatati that can ping the ball from one side to the other oh, they can still do a five maybe. yard pass to a Rangers player which he did a few <laughs> times but he can still ping a 30 yarder out to, uh, out to the wide player and just the way Celtic are players like Matt O'Reilly McGregor, Jota their first touches are impeccable as we see with Jota's goal and if Celtic get that right we're going to be in all the time and Rangers just didn't have an answer for it because Matt O'Reilly was sort of staying so far forward and pressing like a 4-2-4 four, four every time Rangers got the ball it felt like he was another striker so they'd nowhere to get out and because their three midfielders are so defensive they didn't have they dragging the ball and taking it on so Celtic so just roasted them man.
3: Lee Alabada, Stephen the contribution for this guy is absolutely incredible and Rangers have got a complete blind spot for him they that that thing what Melly said when I like even if you're over the other side of the pitch you're still involved. He epitomises that. Yeah. He just yeah. goes in at this back post, finds himself space, and he's so intelligent in finding the space in the box. The ball just it just seems to appear where the ball's going to be ahead of time. That and that goal, the first one wasn't it the quick throw in. Yep. The, it was almost a nothing cross for Matt O'Reilly because it was sort of the throw in was the really atom. He improvised a cross. <laughs> Abad is in the back post, take that away.
2: Abad is he's fast becoming if he's not already, I think he's fast becoming one of the deadliest, most reliable chancer taker up on mm. <laughs> ever I, I've, I've ever I'm seen sure <laughs> I, it's, but, but it's more than that it's more than just finishing because mm-hmm. he has a, a nice natural finisher it's the, the chance taking the, it, it just comes up and just takes these chances It's the, the, there's, there's finishing and there's just arriving at the right time there's just there's the instinct to be in the right place at the right time expected arriving uh, expected arrivals <laughs> and and it, it's, there's something just laser focused when he's in front of goal because I, I, I don't really want to drag us down the route. I don't think it's appropriate to go on about how like some of the rest of his game is still to be developed. Right? He's mm. still a really young player and there's still work to be done there. To, to the tournament, they're really properly... Like, all, He's better than Ryan Kent. Uh, <laughs> a, a better all-rounded winger. More goals in a week than Ryan Kent had in <laughs> this year, I think. But his, his chance-taking, his finishing is second to none. Mm. I, I, I really kind of... I, but I'm struggling to come up with any comparisons to a guy like Abad. It's it's so odd for a guy to be so reliable in front of goal like that. You saw that with his hat trick against the United as well. Just the, the the ability to stick these away is just it's. I said something last week about Kyogo, about how it just seems to be, or uh, it seems to be surpassing my expectations of him all the time. Mm. That's the case for this entire team. Yeah. I, I I'm constantly having to completely recalibrate my expectations and my beliefs about this football team just now and this is the best football Celtic I've ever played it is is, I'm comfortable saying that that's that's the caveat
3: people in the comments if you disagree by all means let us know in the comments but oh but Martin O'Neill's team played this or we we played this way under Neil Lennon or ah you could pick out managers always puts Lennon in there but you could you could pick out particular performances or games where but the 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 blanket overall way that ange has got this Celtic team playing, it's the best I've ever seen.
0: I'd
2: go further to, I'd say it's unstoppable mm. at the moment. I think we are currently unstoppable domestically. Now, I'll leave aside the opportunity here because it will happen. The reason we all watch football, the reason we all love football is because it's unpredictable. And there will be games, probably this season, where Celtic will turn up and play against a, one of these stuffier teams. They'll create 12 chances and they'll just miss all of them. Yeah. That happens. Shit.
3: Injuries will come in. Yeah, shit
2: happens in football. European hangovers. But it's not just the ability of the players, it's the way they play. I think is completely, it's unstoppable domestically. I just, I can't see it. I can't see as anything other than what you said, winning the league by double figure points. What I said a few weeks ago uh, about my beliefs that Scottish teams should at least try and win these games it, the, my point there was kind of misconstrued. It was kind of like, well, if you try and attack Celtic, you'll beat them. Mm. I never said that. What I meant was maybe if you're if defending with your lives isn't working, why don't you try and win the games and maybe things will be different? I take that back. It's not going to work. Doesn't it's, matter. A, it's not going there's to work. Nothing you can do. Don't try and attack. I, I was wrong because there's no stopping this team. I, again, we will drop points this season. I, I, I don't want it to be held against me that I've said we're going to win every game the way th- in that manner. That won't happen. But. You're saying resistance is futile. <laughs> resistance is, is basically <laughs> resistance what is futile. Call it just now, Paddy Power payout <clears> on the league. <laughs> oh, absolutely, hundred percent.
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
3: Manscaped Product Alert. <laughs> You asked for it and they listened. Our friends at Manscaped just brought the Ultra Smooth package to Europe. Everyone knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shaver for your balls. But if you're looking for a closer shave or prefer to go completely bare down there, off putting, then the Ultra Smooth package is the perfect set. It's time to shave that bush of yours, off putting again, and get right to the roots by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code.
2: That's right Jamie, the Ultra Smooth Package is a specialised groin shaving kit to help you buff, protect and smooth your most sensitive areas. I'm talking crop shaver razor, crop exfoliator and crop gel. Men, you no longer have to borrow your lady's razor for that precise trim. It's time to get up close and personal with the best tools for the job, the Ultra Smooth Package from Manscaped. It's just a ball sack trimmer, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> yes it is Stephen You can get 20% off And free shipping With the code Tims at manscaped.com That's 20% off And free shipping With the code Tims at manscaped.com Smooth out your fellas With the new Ultra smooth package Really off putting From the fellas At Manscaped Your balls Well thank you Matt O'Reilly um, Worries me a wee bit It worries me That I'm not going to see An awful lot of Matt O'Reilly no. In this, <laughs> a Celtic shirt If he keeps up These performances He's yet to score This season um, But that doesn't matter Because he is an unbelievable footballer.
4: Oh, he's tremendous. He's got absolutely everything, apart from the finishing. But, of course, that can come. He gets himself into such great positions. Even the, with the Abada one, like it's not luck. It's not luck that Matt no. O'Reilly's there. It's not luck that Celtic quickly take these quick free kicks. Even the quick throw-in. O'Reilly's begging for the ball and puts it into an area because again, like my last week, he knows somebody's going to be there. And the quicker we do these things, the less time they've got to be prepared. And that's why they're always ball watching. O'Reilly just seems to find space. He's uh, very
3: physical as well. I like that because he he was he's he's a big guy. He's over six foot, isn't he? Yeah. A bit like myself and <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyway So uh, he's a big guy And he just He doesn't let himself Get pushed about And I saw there's a few times In the game where People try to push him Off the ball I think I think for the Jota goal I think for the Jota goal Which we're going to talk about In a minute Lundstrom I think it was Ran to catch him And try to push him Off the ball but he wasn't even looking, so he just sort of he just fell away from him. He, he didn't even get close to Riley. He didn't even get close enough to push him off the ball. But when players were trying that, he was
4: standing up. That he's, he's strong. He's strong. he's got absolutely everything you need for a midfielder in there. Because there's times in the game where you think ah oh, they've got away from him, and he's got that sort of stride where he can put his leg over and just bring it back. I, I can really remember a game where I fought a midfield. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Like that. laughs> I bet he does.
4: I couldn't really cause it's so fresh in the mind, but just the midfield dominance from the guy was incredible and it was just like how is he going to keep this up for the full game? Obviously, we've got the players now to sub him off, but what a performance from the guy, just absolutely everywhere. He can do a bit of everything. And again, like you, him, Jota, Kyogo, this team. I Said the other week, this is maybe going to be as good as it gets for Celtic because we've got all these players right now, come January, come the summer. Look, it's going to be inevitable, but enjoy every second of them because watching Matt O'Reilly at the weekend and then we'll obviously come on to Jota. You're like, this is tremendous. How have we managed to get these guys? Like, Jota was six million, that's fine, it's still a bargain. I wish was O'Reilly, 1. 1. 1.5 million,
1: <laughs> and absurd. you know that
4: like, this guy. Is on course to play in the Champions League. In a few months he could be playing at a World Cup. Like the world's a guy's oyster now, he's got the head screwed on, he's dominating these games. Maybe don't do it in so many of yeah, them. So somebody he just comes wind in. It back, wind it
3: back a wee bit. Um Jota's goal, Stephen, was abso- yeah, absolutely be. sensational. It was beautiful. It was the f- the the ball through for O'Reilly, the first touch, the gallop and the finish was
2: absolute butter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what superlatives and Near what adjectives were going to come there until
3: I said absolute
2: <laughs> it was absolute butter merely said something after the game that, that really kind of resonated with me as well he said that that goal is going to be part of every single video yep. for the rest of time now every time we play against Rangers Jota's goal is going to be front and centre just like Larson's goal hmm. is now with that goal with the touch and finish he has scored now one of the iconic Celtic goals of the 21st century yep. certainly maybe even ever Jota is a guy. Again, I'm feeling feel myself getting primed up to get carried away here. The blood's going here, and all that <laughs> thing, right? so, But Jota, I, I've, I, I think we're fond of in this podcast is making silly comparisons. Right? It's kind of, it, it's formed kind of part of the podcast. Are fun Yeah, exa- exactly. What is a podcast <clears throat> if not hot takes and ridiculous comparisons? But I said things about uh, Jota about how it kind of reminds me. Or he's the first player of that type that Celtic have had since maybe the Cano. He's better than De Cano. Yeah. I think he's better than De Cano. what What did De Canio do in his career that Jota is incapable of? Played for West Ham, played for Sheffield Wednesday, played for Bradford. Yeah. Jota could do all of that and more. And uh, he's younger than De Cano was when he joined us. Yeah, he, uh, he ab- absolutely is. And I think the guys, what's left to say about him? Because we've already said that £6 million was an absolute steal as well. I mean, you could it's, it's a could relentless- have doubled that.
3: Relentless contributions, I, yeah. I, and I, I, you know, I'm harking back to things I said on previous podcasts, which is you know, silly and navel gazing. But every week, you can count on Jota to either score or put one on a plate for somebody. Yeah. Every single week and every game against almost every opponent. Yeah, and, and that finish, you're you're watching that as Rangers, as Rangers players at the pitch. You're just like, there's nothing we can do here. Resistance is futile. <laughs> there's nothing. You there's nothing. Even the, even on that one, I thought McLaughlin done okay. Because McLaughlin's <laughs> like he's wide, he's narrowed the shot. In fact, the only way Jota could have finished that there, he had two options: cut back around and try and get a shot off, but he
2: couldn't because the defender was closing, or use the outside of his foot to lob the keeper and get it on the inside of the net. We'll oh, see that. See with his first touch, which which was really nice, but it got away from him mm. just ever so slightly. You mentioned the gallop there; he had he to get a triple jump. Yeah, he had to get a sprint on to to catch up with that. It would have been the easiest thing in the world, and not one fan in that ground, not one fan. Mm watching on telly would have blamed him if he just smashed it straight yeah. to the keeper what would have happened if he'd smashed it straight off the keeper's shins everybody would be like oh brilliant what a run what a touch great chance we'll get the next one but to, to do what he did I, I don't understand it I don't, I don't mm. understand the physics of it how he got it in from there because he kind of
4: hit it with the outside of his foot yeah. to chip the keeper but the ball went that way yeah unbelievable it was kind of similar we talked about in Cham and the Abada one last week for his hat-trick and then it surpassed a week later by this goal but you say resistance is futile for Rangers. There was no resistance. Ryan Kent gives us the ball. John Lundstrom standing moaning about a decision. The two of them and Celtic just pass it Did through. Did you see uh, Giovanni at going this point? Mental, going mental.
3: Uh, on Musted. Pointing to him. About He's going he's <laughs> <laughs> And then they, they, they still they didn't do anything.
4: And it, look, the, the finish and all that will go down, obviously, because it's tremendous. The celebration, iconic. Uh, well, the, I've got my issues with the celebration. Oh, you always do. <laughs> I've, got them, I've got them.
3: Yeah, I've got. I know. It's look. Fail this under petty right But instead of like Doing that right I'll try and get my arm in frame Instead of doing that right Like Really powerful right You sort of hyper extended his arm And it sort of came out that way <laughs> I don't know if you noticed Have you spotted that yet no. So instead of going Yes he went
2: yes, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I'm like, no mate, just
2: just I just want <laughs> just pop that elbow back <laughs> I mean, out a little so bit. So went like, uh, yeah, and it sort of went like that. So that's the, my only issue. When he was in the ground, he could have extended the finger as well. Know, know, it would have been all the yeah.
4: better. Just <laughs> right on the line he was, wasn't mm, he? Right in yeah. the line. One of thing
2: him. I did like though was. Started celebrating before that at
3: the back of the net. Yes. And then when it was playing on the big screen, I mean, he was, was watching
2: it and he was like, oh <laughs> to, to further the tired boxing analogies, that was a walk off knockout. Mm. Oh, he basically yeah. he, he hit that and walked away before his opponent had even hit the ground there. I thought a lot of boxing chat in this podcast considered the no, three of us no, don't think about No, Mel he's in his uh, boxing, yeah. Mm. tell but it's us, <laughs> us that are wheeling out the ridiculous is this working <laughs> analogies with boxing
3: um, who scored the third goal Melly? bad again bad again was this the one
4: that threw through McLaughlin's legs this was the one that went through his <laughs> legs like, we're absolutely flying at that point and you, you, you're sort of thinking it's not going to be another one but Tom said to me at the game which is a quite a, a good comparison I thought is that uh, reminds him of Pedro who played for right, Barcelona right, yeah. and Chelsea just no, the best skillful player but just finishes everything and again he finds the space but it's again Celtic, we've seen this movie before Rangers, we'll take a free kick down the left, we'll cross it in and somebody will be there to score, do something about mm. it, they don't and is there again, again Greg Taylor again getting down there right up at the byline puts it across, O'Reilly gets a wee touch to it but absolutely involved in everything and there's bad to smash it again. Say again more though I will will say but uh, Jakimakis as well Aye I've got him to talk about A bit selfless from him he's pulling players away into the front post and creates the space and it's not just him but every Celtic player knows I move in here, somebody will be coming in behind me, like Ange always works on. So it's all that. I think I can't remember who it was said after the game. Like, we do those rotations all the time in training, it's it's what we said, do that, do that. Somebody will be here.
3: Kind of after the Dundee United game, all the, that none of this looks like Flick no, it all looks not. like it's worked on, all looks drilled, and all looks like they know what they're talking about. And that that's sort of you can sort of epitomize that because every player's bought into it. And then when Kyogo goes off in the first minute. Parties think, oh no! But then the roar when Yakimakis comes on, and even from a Rangers perspective, they must have thought, right, good star guy's off, right, cool, goes off. Who are they bringing on? Yakimakis. Oh Jesus, man! <laughs> and then if Yakimakis goes off, well, they can move Maeda up so yeah. to centre half and bring on Hax and or someone else. You're like, oh, there is no end
2: to this. Hax and <sighs> This is this this team as well has two new signings who aren't even yeah. two effectively strengthenings of the squad in the last. We're few not weeks. going to talk
3: about the Ross County game, but Hax and made. They a,
4: either of you has got his name right what is it Haksabanovich did, did that copy you uh, uh, right. yes. oh it's my fault yes that uh, I know that
2: Captain
4: Correcto
3: putting that
2: filth in my hand I know so Hackers <laughs> uh, he got a
3: cameo in the Ross County game and he's an absolute baller but that's really all we've got to say about that at the moment but Yakimakis came on and his contribution was relentless it was brilliant and He's no, start, he's no starter a game this season yet just has the he? Ross
4: County one right? the yeah, Ross yeah. County
3: game oh, so that was his second start of the season but he
4: why didn't he start so, uh,
3: well, 90 minutes man. Yeah, oh, yeah 90 minutes so he was um, everywhere chasing down every ball keeping the centre-halves occupied he was putting in a Kyogo-like performance
2: yeah um, they're very very different players for very obvious reasons but it's the the work he puts in the yeah. the something to think about for those defenders you, you've already said that it's like imagine just watching that guy come on right we've got another eighty five minutes like that off. I know <laughs> e- eighty five minutes Can of I get this his shirt on on. <laughs> 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 frame them side by side <laughs> yeah. in the office <laughs> hey, I, look, the the guy's absolutely brilliant I couldn't help but think right there was once or twice where I thought. Uh, yeah, I just I wish we had Kyogo in the end of that oh, because I, it would mm. have been another goal. But that's not how football works. We, did, we wouldn't have played the exact same way for Yakimakis as we would have Kyogo. I know that if you take one guy out and put them in the same chance, that, that chance wouldn't have been created in the first place. But I did m- remember thinking, ah, that would have stuck. That would have stuck mm. if it was Kyogo. But I, I can't fault the big man at all because that kind of work, that kind of just bullying of the centre-halves w- is essential maybe yeah. to a game like that because you look at the nicka of Goldson towards the end. And Sands, Sands was nothing anyway, but, but Goldson is a, is a known quantity to us. He has played against Celtic many, many times, scored even on occasion. So I, I looked at him at the end and do you, remember that, that pass he just booted straight out of the pitch mm. as well on the on the dugout side? That, just unfathomable. I couldn't get my head on it. That He and Tavernier, the two most experienced, well, roughly, yeah. two, two of the more experienced guys, certainly at the back, but out the whole team, Complete he's gone stuff Towards yeah. the end of, From both of them
3: And that's how we got The, the fourth goal
2: I mean What, were they, what were they thinking man
3: uh, right. At this point It's an absolute gift For David Turnbull But how often I, I mean I'm glad we got that Because they have been On the receiving end Of a few of those Really goalkeeper mess yeah, ups yeah. Horrible things And that almost every other game they, they seem to benefit From something like that And it was good to have The tables turned on them But it was we, it's, we, you would struggle to talk about that goal because it was
4: just a straight pass to David Turnbull and he just popped in the back of the net it's it hard to describe because mm. you can't fully grasp like what are you doing No, what's the goalie doing Tom and Do you, again
2: see, see with the, sorry to jump in there see with the, the pass that the, the, play, the keeper made having watched it back I'd argue that there's two Celtic players closer to where that ball ended up mm. than a Rangers player That the way he pla- the way he passed it out getting excited again mm. the way he passed it out had it not missed had it not gone to Turnbull I think it would have gone to whoever was behind Turnbull as well. I, I didn't notice who it was,
4: but a shocking pass. Mm. It's really poor from him yeah. and I'm all for it. And it, it, I kind of, when Stephen was talking about them playing out from the back and that weird way they were doing it, yes, it might be to draw Celtic's press in, but we're really good at it. So why <laughs> would you want to do that? And if you're going to do that, then I, I don't get it because as soon as the ball's played in, uh, around that area, Celtic can then advance on it and you want to pass it to a guy who's not very good so I don't understand it he didn't look comfortable the whole game on the ball and that one it was just I don't know what I'm going to do here to be fair don't think many people were showing for him mm. either I think a lot of Rangers players froze mainly Tillman Shell it that's what you did right. mm. and it's just a simple pass and look I'm, I'm sure a lot of the fans missed it because we were all doing the zombie at the time mm. and then I <clears actually, throat> oh he's got the ball and then it's in the it's in the back of the net Boxing analogy alert okay if Rangers are
2: truly inviting Celtic, come on, come on press on to because, you know, you're, you're rubbish at pressing and all that, is what they're doing, basically, as a boxer going like, doing that, yeah. <laughs> so putting their chin right out there and going, what do you get of
3: that? It was, you could, well, another thing I really enjoyed about that was the Celtic players enjoyed it. They 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 really take pride in taking these scalps against Rangers, particularly Callum McGregor. He really takes ownership as Celtic captain and he's really grown into that captain's role now. And even just like, the off-the-ball stuff, like when arguing with John Lundstrom, you get the fuck when he's taking the free, you know, he's not like, he's he's not like this wee guy that's, the, I know he's a very quiet person, he seems quite a quiet person, but he seems to come alive
2: in these fixtures. Aye, I definitely. Aye. We've known about this for a long time now and he gets, again, he's just a, a guy that keeps getting better and better. The obvious question marks over him as a captain, whether he could fulfil that role because, mm. you know, very, very big shoes to step into when Scott Brown departs. But I think he's, he's well- you know, closed off any questions there. I think he's been absolutely tremendous and an and absolutely essential part of this team, as if it needs said. But he's another near flawless performance from mm-hmm. him there, and you you could extend that to basically every day on the pitch, of course. Yeah. But McGregor does deserve singled out because of the and Melo they said it but it's like the less flashy nature he's going to be overshadowed by guys like Jota and guys like O'Reilly because they're doing maybe more eye-catching things on the pitch but everything he's doing it's kind of like I said about um about Taylor recently and about Maida and their ability to defend and chase players down that's what that's what allows Celtic to play so well but McGregor's the same but is his His tactical discipline, his positional discipline and his hard work and his passing ability as well. I don't want to go down the route of just describing him as some sort of workhorse midfielder. That's not what he is. He can do that as well. But His ability as the captain, as the kind of fulcrum, as the kind of pivot of that side
3: allows Celtic to play as well as they do. Speaking of passing, you know, we're going through all the Celtic players here, but I don't want to move on before we give credit to Hatati. I know you were sort of talking about short range passing was a bit daft, but some of the pings all oh, all yeah. across the pitch know.
2: sensational. There was at least two
3: oh, you
4: right. to have either, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, when games like that, he's an absolute pleasure to watch as well. I can I can handle the, the odd one or two that he gives away because he makes up for it. He's just, he's just a brilliant player to watch. Him and O'Reilly and McGregor in there just... Three players comfortable on the ball and like everybody says about big defensive midfielders but all all good teams have players in midfield that can play and we've got that and look, we're going to go up a level on Tuesday night and we'll need to find out how we can do it there but seeing these guys in there, like everybody's comfortable on the ball and it's brilliant to watch some of the one-touch stuff and the movement to create space for each other's brilliant and that one he just pinged out with the right foot to Abada. It was perfect and all that's missing from a couple of players is I'm so happy we got the fourth goal because mm. another 3-0 in the first half when we, we sort of sat off a wee bit in the second half and the energy for a bit because the relentlessness in the first half you, you can't keep that up but then when you've seen us come back into the game as the game went on and all these guys just passing the ball but. you like you deserve to absolutely destroy this lot because they deserve it as well.
3: I think part of the problem Celtic have always faced in Europe with this game coming up against Real Madrid is the bums that we play domestically then we have to come up against actual good teams in (laughs) Europe and I think that's you, you thought to yourself, like, the Rangers game would be a pretty good warm-up for facing Real Madrid. It's going to be a pretty tough tie, but it was an absolute walkover. and Now we've got to gather up all their stuff and get ready for Real Madrid again. Well, if Rangers was... Not again, but get ready for Real Madrid yeah, now.
2: If Rangers was easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy, I think Real Madrid is going to be difficult, difficult, lemon-difficult. I, I
3: think you're quite right. However, um, I just before I, you know, uh, <laughs> before, I, before we charge fully into this, right, we're going to beat Real Madrid. Yeah. We're going to beat Real Madrid Oof. We are going to beat Real Madrid If there's anyone who can manifest. do it Manifest Ange can do it It's not just manifest Now how had we look right? I had do we look at Real Madrid <clears throat> Excuse me So they lost their second game Of the, the tournament To Sheriff last season uh, They lost 3-2 To Shakhtar in Madrid And then drew with Gladbach In their first two games mm, yeah. Of the tournament The previous season The year before that They drew their second game With Bruges The year before that They lost their second game To CSKA Moscow it is not impossible what's all that one in a million shit what what, what? (laughs) so you're saying we'll get a chance (laughs) it's not impossible is what I'm saying to take a scalp from Real Madrid in the early stages of these tournaments and if any manager can do it it's Ange Postacoglu
4: yeah and if we're going to do it we'll do it on our own terms as well Mm. we talk about Celtic going into these games and why we might need to change some things why if we're good at pressing why don't we press the best teams then because we win the ball high up that's where we're going to get our joy from look it's going to be difficult we're going to have to keep a hold of the ball and maybe passes like Hitati's will get will get pounced upon but that's a level you want to aspire to like this is we've seen Celtic man Who have
3: Real Madrid got anyway that we should be afraid of? (laughs)
4: Find
3: out on patreon.com slash 20minutetims where we've
2: got a full scouting podcast Yep Roberto Carlos Uh (laughs) David Beckham, Steve McManaman, <laughs> Steve
3: McManaman. Who is the Jonathan
2: Woodgate? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jonathan Woodgate I Woodgate. But when you look at I'd the a buy off.
4: <laughs> when you look at the options they've got in midfield, it's absolutely incredible. But mm. this is this is what you want because we've seen Celtic teams of the past that go up against these teams, and you can sort of measure where we're going to go. Now, the, depending how the game goes, it won't make a difference. We'll still have Pump Rangers at the weekend, mm-hmm. so. It, Real Madrid's going to be a totally different test, but it's not one I fear. We could come out and get absolutely spanked, but we'll go about it our own way and find out how good we really are, because you always get these European wake-ups, but I don't really think that's going to happen this year. If we get beat tomorrow, it'll be because we get beat by a better team. And there's no shame in that. And if I'm all for if I'm having a go at Scottish teams for just sitting and defending, I'm not expecting Celtic to do that. Postecoglou hasn't built this culture to go out and do it. So if there's a chance. Let's go and do it.
3: Arguably the best team in Europe, Stephen. Uh, I don't come... think there's much argument. Is there? well, well, some people may argue, Melly, that <laughs> there are better teams in Europe <laughs> yeah, than the Real Madrid at the moment, but they have the cup, which is why I said
1: arguably.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: um, they're coming to Celtic Park and Andrew was saying in the pre-match press conference that he's built a system, he's built a team and it's all about testing yourself against the best And if you change the way that you approach these games, if you change the way you play, if you shy away from the challenge, you might get a result, but have you really tested yourself? Have you tested the way that you think football should be played? And it sort of comes full circle to what you were talking about. You know, we've come up against Real Madrid and we're going to play against them. We're going to play our game against them and we're going to see how does the way we approach in our game and our players stack up against the best. And there's even if you lose, as Melly says, you do it in your own terms, there's no shame in that. But if you win... If you win, if you beat Real Madrid at Celtic Park, I mean, that doesn't, it doesn't get much better than that.
2: That's it. It's, it's the risk versus reward mm. thing. And as Ange also said in the, the same press conference, there's no such thing as a risk-free system. If, no. if, if anyone wants to tell Ask me... Ask Brendan Rogers. Yeah, well, exactly. If anyone wants to tell me a way where I'm guaranteed a, a result out there or, or here by defending or doing any of these things then i'd love to hear it but it doesn't exist so you may as well go out and try and win the game it's a whole thing it's a whole thing i've been slightly spuriously saying towards mm-hmm. scottish teams right but there is i don't see any merit whatsoever in knowing all that we know about this team watching this team play watching the culture that's been built the the system yeah on the pitch that can vary but the system of belief the player's all playing for each other, playing for the manager, the fans entirely behind it in a way that I, d- I don't know if I've ever experienced before. No. I mean, I, it's, not, I mean, it's Celtic, it's always the case, but it just it just feels like something, just an extra bit, something special mm. about what this team are doing, where they're going under this manager. I don't see any merit in throwing all of that out the window and trying to grind out a nil-nil draw against I, Real Madrid. I don't see it Never in a million
3: years, Ange, going to do that. So this, I mean, you can look at this game as, you know, the players, but... The, the, the focus for me Is going to be on the managers here Carlo Ancelotti One of the, the All-time great European yeah, yeah. football managers Been doing it for years Ange Postacoglu Relative unknown But very Very talented manager There's only five years Or six years difference Between the age of them He's mm, no yeah. a young Up-and-comer yeah. Ange Postacoglu has wanted this match his whole managerial life I, I don't doubt it for a second if you could give Ange Postacoglu any game to manage go take your system and test it against somebody he would say Ancelotti's Real Madrid Champions League winners bring them to Celtic Park and we'll see how it goes
4: he does and he's got the, the old Pushkas connection as yeah. well so he definitely would and look everything he says even watching the press conference and hearing from him after the game how he spoke before the Rangers game about look I've got all these players but it's not one system i've got different players that have different strengths i've got how many wingers but they've all got different attributes that make them best players but i've never had a manager that like makes me change how i think about life never mind football Mm. just the way he speaks and the way he gets into the player's mindset it's incredible how he can do that and then like i'm fully on board with this like Go we'll out and play against them because mm. I want to see how good we we are or can be. Look, like, it's the first game. It's the first time he's been in the Champions League. First time we've been in it for a while. But I think the fans are going in it with no fear. Yeah. The players, mm. the environment he's got, won't be going in it with fear. That that's two things we need to go into this game. Believe him, because we've been into plenty of ones where you think we could be on a hiding. And look, we might get a hiding tomorrow. Yeah. But if there's ever going to be a fairy tale, which there is with Celtic a lot of time. It could well be tomorrow. But it's it's not just the it's just it's not just a not having fear. It's
3: having the bravery and the balls to carry out the manager's instructions yeah. because Ange is going to send you out there to fight and to try and win this game and to play the way that we want to play it. And you have to rely on the system. You can't be there going or oh, or oh, that he wants me to play this pass or. He wants me to occupy these spaces And God I'm getting my arse kicked Every time I go You need to go back You need to go back You keep asking for the ball You keep taking the guy on You keep getting yourself Into these spaces And if you get battered Five, six, seven, eight times You can't stop and, it, and it's all about that And sometimes like Even if we don't win I would take a lot of satisfaction Just going and seeing Celtic Play that way Yeah, right? You don't want battered You don't want you know Seven, six, eight nils And all this sort of stuff And I don't think that'll Necessarily happen but if Celtic go and they play the way we've been playing and we play with purpose and we play with intent and we play with bravery and you don't get the result, at least you can say, at least this team's got some fucking balls about them. Yeah. yeah. And that's all you want to see, is it?
2: Yeah. And like Real Madrid, as much as we can say that they're the best team in Europe, maybe, maybe you know, they are the European champions. Yeah. So technically they are. There are two or three teams probably vying for the current best team in Europe. But Real Madrid are certainly in the conversation. But that doesn't mean they're invincible either. Mm. Like Celtic, I look at their results so far this season. Won every game, right? Which you would probably expect. Four games in, they've won every game, but they've conceded in every game as well. And they're conceding goals to the likes of Almeria, to Espanyol, to Real Betis. A Celtic less equipped than this, mm. these teams to to get a goal against Real Madrid, not in my book.
3: No. <laughs> so if they take their eye off us, if they don't take us seriously, if they've not, and I'm sure they do, right? But some of the results in the early early days of these European competitions, you know. Say that they might be a little lax when it comes to underdogs, but if they take their eye off us for one minute, we we'll, we'll hurt them.
2: Don't underestimate the home factor as well, because yeah. I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about the you know the Celtic Park factor. And and when we talk we as fans talk about that and there's a lot of tweets about how the atmosphere and all that it, it sometimes feels a little bit trite, like mm. kind of like are we maybe overdoing this because that's the, the thing we experience the most? Is it like that in other European stadiums? That's Rangers, they shit <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it's it's interesting to hear neutrals talk about that kind of thing. It was just it was a, it was totally football I was mm. listening to and they were wheeling out quotes from the likes of Antonio Conte who once said that they were playing at Celtic Park. It's like every time there's a corner, it feels like the stadium's about to fall over mm. and all that. And then you you look at the oft cited things like Javi and Messi talking about the Celtic Park atmosphere. So that's take that and also take forty years of the build up to playing Real Madrid that we've all been talking about. Year upon year, we want to draw Real Madrid, we want to draw that. I can't even imagine they what the atmosphere is going to be
3: like. They're Apollo Creed and we are Rocky <laughs> yeah. Balboa to, to <laughs> use more boxing analogies. I mean that's what's that that is that's the approach I want from them. I want yeah. to breeze into Glasgow, go this, right? If you done your homework? Okay, I, they'll, they'll do this, they'll do that. But you know, the result will
2: take care of itself and then we just whack them. Yeah. Maybe. Whack them. Joseph Branovich in there punching big bits of meat and all that would so <laughs> <I'd> be
4: frozen <laughs> beef.
2: Aye. <laughs> and
4: Postacoglu
3: running up uh, Was that West Nile Street.
4: <laughs> See when we're I was having a look in like Joe Hart the way he conducts himself. James
3: after. Forrest up Linus Town chasing chickens. What an image that is. I I know, that's James why I chose James Forrest. <laughs>
4: what's the more ridiculous <laughs> like, like, his-
2: <laughs> <laughs> they might take him in as one of their own <laughs> the chickens
4: <laughs> poor boy but, uh, after the game like watching Joe Hart and the way he conducts himself like, I just love the guy like it's like uh, we've had one thing I want from this Champions League is I was thinking about Joe Hart and like when are we going to start putting him in the Boric and Foster bracket mm. because mm, yeah. the only thing that I think that's stopping that is he's not had a Joe game. Hart game No, but that's because Celtic are so dominant we don't give teams chances well now we're going into the Champions League this could be the time where you get these a Joe Hart game where they go do you know what if it wasn't for him we wouldn't have won that or we would have lost that game and I really want that for him because I think the way he's played is unbelievable what he's brought to this team embodies everything that Ange talks about look just come in do your job and do your best, and that's all I'll ask for you. And he surpasses that as well. He's came in here and just taken to it, and he's like, I don't think about it too much, I just go out and do it. And I want him to have a game that he can go, Do you know what? He made the difference there because again, he makes saves, but. He just doesn't have that because we don't give away Mm. chances and in the Champions League we probably will.
3: I mean, it's definitely going to be a different type of performance that we're going to see from the opposition. I don't think there's any denying that. As you say, we're not used to getting, we're conceding chances. We're used to having having most of the ball. That's
4: probably not going to be the case for... We were doing the lime after the game like, I forgot who shite you are.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily afraid of Real Madrid. I'm really looking forward to this game. This is, we wanted Real Madrid. We've got Real Madrid. Celtic in the Champions League is the way it's supposed to be. Um, are you two how excited are you for the game
2: oh extremely I, I really am excited. We guy excited We, I, we guy, I, guy we, excited, we, excited We guy excited I think that's the best way to put it actually mm. like we guy excited I'm going to be like one of those videos to see if somebody getting taken to their first game they walk <laughs> out from the concourse <laughs> 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 I'm going to be like that but actually like with everything I've said tonight my my belief is is. I mean it could be misplaced we could be sitting mm. here next week talking about how we get absolutely drilled against Real Madrid but that's not the point the point no. is we're we sitting here after the back of a an unbelievable performance against Rangers and that comes off hot in the heels of other unbelievable performances this season where we've beaten a team 9-0 and we're racking up the goals to a ridiculous rate and it's not even just that it's like see what you've just said there Melly, but Joe Hart about how it's very difficult for him to stand out in this team. It's hard for any of these guys to stand out because of guys like Jota, Greg like Taylor. We got to sit here and spoke about yeah. Greg Taylor for another 10 minutes. And I was thinking about Greg Taylor today because I remember making a gag on the podcast when he signed a new contract, however many months ago that was. We got to the end of an hour's podcast or whatever it was, and I hilariously at the end say um, as we were outroing I said oh by the way Greg Taylor signed a new contract the joke there being that we didn't care so much that mm. we said it in one sentence at the end of the podcast so they have come from that to how he's playing now but the, all of this it's so hard to stand out in this Celtic team because there are so many standout players and they all kind of cancel each other out with how good they are. It's not about the players. It's about the system. Yeah. Not even the system. It's about the manager. That's the wrong word. I'm like, it's not about the system. It's about the it's about the culture that this mm. manager has created in this team. And the players deserve credit for that as well because it's all very well trying to instill a belief system in a team. And sort of various managers have come to Scotland and failed at that. Yeah. And Spostokoglu hasn't. He has built the near... I hesitate to use a word like perfect, right? Because that's ridiculous, and it's the only the thing. It's the only kind of thing that could come back and bite me, right? But I look at the the recruitment that's been done on this team. With the exception of one or two, completely flawless. Mm. Every player who has gone into that team has been completely perfect to suit the objectives of what the team is trying to do. And whatever Ange says about this game, and I would urge anyone to go and see that press conference that he's done ahead of it. I believe every single word that he's saying because it's not just. Managerial football speak tub thump, and he's not yeah. going out there and saying, oh, we're going to try this, going to try it. He's explaining exactly why they're going to try to do this, they're going to try to do that, and it's not about being confident in winning. It's about it's a, th- that winning is a product, winning is a result of what happens when you stick to your yes. beliefs, when you play your football, you play the best you can, you possibly can, and you know what, you might win at the end of that, you might not, but that that winning is a byproduct of. Stick into your belief system
3: We'll be at the game uh, We'll have all our usual coverage On patreon.com Slash 20 minute Times. So you can support the podcast Get extra podcasts and videos We'll have immediate match reaction And we're at the post-match press conference So if it's a historic result We'll get the chance to Talk to Ange Postacoglu And Carlo Ancelotti about it So that'll be Available there Look See if you're not a Celtic season ticket holder, buy a ticket and go see the Celtic team because genuinely yeah, this yeah. is one of the great Celtic teams. Get yourself along to a game just to witness it because it's absolutely fantastic. And This season we're playing unbelievable football with an unbelievable team, with an unbelievable manager.
2: Genuinely, I know we're, we're trying to kind of outro at the moment mm. as I have used twice in the last couple of minutes, but I feel like I could just go, go all night talking, talking about this team. But you're right, uh, just take the opportunity because this is one of the great teams what it, what it achieves, I don't know. Will mm. it win a treble? Will it will it do an invincible treble? Will it get to a European final? Don't know. But at the moment, how it's making me feel as a fan is I would basically, it, it's almost like it's, it's like a racing nostalgia for me. Mm. So I, in the past, you would not, it's very difficult to argue with nostalgia because people just say, oh, but that guy who played in this, such and such a team was just better than this guy. I'm the opposite now I would go to bat for this team against basically anything I've seen going in my life. I'm really, really get...
3: going to struggle to get any better in this football
2: wise I don't think it will mm. nah right, exactly and do you know what just enjoy it where we have it because what are the chances say Ange Postogoglu ends up at, I mean, just getting an offer is, is just too big mm. to turn down I don't. I wouldn't like to speculate on that what are we going to do then because the chances of being able to recreate this this level of just a, just a culture at a club very, very slim. So enjoy every single second of this. If, if we could be against Real Madrid, so be it. We'll be back. We'll be back next week. Bring them on. Yeah. And on that, thank you for watching and
3: listening.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend.